the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Halfway through the Friday show, folks, we're almost there. We're almost at the weekend. I'll have you until 10 o'clock, and then Chuck Kirk gets you for a couple hours, Dennis Prager a couple after that, Seb Gorka till 4, then Brandon Tatum from 4 to 7. And then uh, Billy and I will be back together on Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Billy, of course, next week popping smoke and leaving Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe the following Monday. It hurts my tummy to think about it. The show just different, just harder without Billy and his extra special radio superpowers. Uh, James, G, and Kelly will have to try to pick up the slack. None of them like to get as drunk as Billy gets before the show, so it's it's going to be a challenge to get them in. Uh, here's what we're talking about. Uh, the mayor of Denver's name's Mike Johnston had tried to focus on the homelessness issue and get a thousand people off the streets by December 31st. By some measure, apparently he has done that, even though it's an interesting measure. But all of it was complicated by the fact that over the last year, 36,000 immigrants, I don't know if that's legal and illegal, have poured into Denver in large part due to the busing from governors like Abbott and DeSantis up and around the countries, all of these Democrat-dominated sanctuary cities are now waking up to see just a taste of what El Paso gets. I don't know how you see a taste, and I really now regret that thing, but getting just a taste of what El Paso has been getting for countless years. And now it's turned into this crisis. 10 to 15% of Denver's operating budget is going to be sucked up trying to deal with the 36,000 migrants. And it doesn't matter to me whether they're transient and they're going to move on to other places. That's less concerning to me because um, some of them are going to be coming from other cities to come here. So in some way, we're going to increase our population by a bunch of people. Mike Johnson trying to figure out how to deal with this. We don't have the money for it. Goes to Washington, D.C. yesterday with the Democrat-only delegation, the two senators, Hickenlooper and Bennett, two of our Congress people. I didn't see get in the picture, but um, Brittany Pedersen and, um, and Jason Crow. And all of it was there to ask for more federal assistance in doing this and to ask for the federal government. And you'll hear this in the clip. Listen to what Mike Johnston wants to propose to allow these migrants to have access to jobs here in America. Billy, do you have that sound? Yeah, I mean, we know the president has pushed a, a federal supplemental budget that would provide more resources for security at the border and also for more officers to help adjudicate asylum claims. We don't have folks who are in Denver waiting six years for a trial date and not able to work in the interim. This would help get 30 or 60 day decisions, get those done immediately, get folks work authorization if they meet asylum criteria, and then get them to work uh, in Denver. And so uh, we know those dollars are there. We have Senate support. We think we know we have the president's support. We need the, the House to come forward on that. That's our big push. Uh, and also we're working with other cities as partners to be able to figure out how we can try to create a coordinated entry system so that there are uh, migrants that can arrive in cities or states that have the capacity, not just uh, randomly in cities where the governor of Texas ends up sending folks at this moment. 
Yeah, little dig at Governor Abbott with that randomly sending them. I mean, suck it. That's all I can say is if you're the governor of a state that is a border state and you're the one dealing with the failed federal policies that are enhanced by the invitation extended not just by Biden and Mayorkas, but also by uh, these sanctuary city-loving Democrats, it seems to me you've invited it, you should have it, and not complain about it. But now that they're feeling it, the the one part that wasn't in that clip, that's not Billy's fault because I didn't tell him to get it, was the part where he's now asking to give them authorization to work. And he says, so that they can help pay to sustain themselves instead of being a drag on Denver's um, operating budget. I guess the the question is a couple fold. There's a couple pieces of this question. One, I'm, I'm firmly convinced this may be the seminal issue of this next election for president of the United States, because even though we're dealing with a whole bunch of other problems, honestly, um, guns isn't number one. It's got to be this fentanyl is a killer, but it's tied to this, right? The fentanyl isn't growing here in America. We're not making it here in America. We talked with Dave Oleski, the uh, acting special agent in charge of the DEA out here for the Rocky Mountain region, and he says, yeah, it's coming from down south. So this border thing, it's kind of everything. So one of the questions I have is, is that what we want to see with the 36,000 that have come here? Let's pretend for a moment the vast majority, if not all of those ones, are here legally, and that is to say that somewhere along the line they claim to be from Venezuela. Of course, no one's going to have any real proof of that. No way to really check it. And we just stamp their little CFB1 or whatever that's called. And we tell them, and you heard the mayor say this, we shouldn't be waiting years to adjudicate these asylum claims. They come here four, three, four, five, six years. Now, one thing Johnson said that I'm a big fan of is the idea of maybe we hire, at least temporarily, a bunch more immigration judges to adjudicate these things. I'm not sure I want the Biden administration deciding who to proceed on and how to proceed on them. I think I'd probably want someone a little more aggressive on the immigration front, and that's most likely the Trump administration that's coming up. But what do we do with the ones that are here right now legally? And I ask that question from the standpoint of morality. Christianity, it could be Judaism, it could be Islam. I don't know what Islam talks about when it comes to fellow man, but um, what do we do with them? Do we just say, yeah, I'm sorry? And someone texted and said, we didn't invite them here. Biden did. Well, that that is the we, right? Like, we act in concert because of the government. It's not that you and I agreed with it. But they're here. Now what do we do with them? What do we do with the families? And I'm asking this from a moral standpoint. What do we do with the families who come here? And yes, on purpose, I'm going to even admit, on purpose, Have a baby here, and that baby now has citizenship in the United States. What do we, can't deport the citizen, what do we do with the families? What do we do with families where they drug two across the border, two kids across the border, and made another couple here? What do we do with them? 303-696-1971. Bob, you're on 710 KNUS. Bob, what do you think? Well, good morning, Colonel Brockler. Good morning. And thank you for this opportunity. So we've got three names here. was Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and Donald Trump. What's that trifecta about? 
I really don't know. Y'all ran Rich? the table in 2017. You had the House, the Senate, and the Oval Office. This all got fixed, remember? All those problems. Oh, I don't remember it being fixed. The, I don't remember it being fixed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, it did because that's, you know, 2020. Everything everything is fixed because that, that was the 115th Congress. We got the Speaker. We got the Majority Leader. And we got the Oval Office, the Commander-in-Chief. All of these promises, it's the exact same song. That warm, wet feeling running down your back, y'all conservatives, don't worry about it. It's just raining. So, well, what's the answer? Did you support well, we those guys, the, or were you supporting someone else? Did you support uh, Trump back in 2016? No, I didn't believe any of it. That Mexico was going to pay for it? No, we pay Mexico. They're not going to pay for squat. And anybody that believes that, well, you know, the, like uh, Donald Trump said, we love the poorly educated. Poorly educated. What do we do about it? Running then, out man? of gas. Bob, here. what do we do about this? Well, what we do is we hire. We, we've got the best Congress that money can buy. And the Republican Party platform has been reliable, remarkably reliably successful. Your, your gas prices, your deregulation. Your lower taxes and all that stuff. By the way, all those promises. What were there was a whole list of them. We're going to fix health care. We're going to fix the. We're going to fix the wall, and uh, and uh, taxes. What did we get done in 2017 with Paul Ryan? We got a tax cut, the Tax and Jobs Act. For all of you guys, you know, get somebody to read it to you. I don't. And, and Bob, we just I, I get woke that. up we, this we... morning and it's all Joe Biden's fault. No, no, no. I don't think it's all Joe Biden's fault. But then let's focus on the immigration piece. I'm not looking to relitigate the 2016 election and what happened afterwards. I'm saying here we are right now. It's undeniable that under Joe Biden, we've had this explosion in over the border movement of people, both legally and illegal. That, that's just happened. Agreed. So what what do we do now? What's the answer? Well, we tell we would tell the senator from Texas to ramp it up because screaming at the top of your lungs that the borders are wide open for the last three years. The message is getting through. It's been remarkably successful. Build it and they will come. I I sense the sarcasm, but what are, practically speaking, we make you president for the day, for the week, however long you need. How do you fix this? Well, it starts at the top. You've got the best Congress and the best Supreme Court that money can buy. What the hell are we complaining about? No, no, Bob, I'm asking you for a solution. You're singing the same tune you sang when we first started talking. I've let you have that piece. Bring us back to a solution, not the sarcastic digs at the Republicans. Get us to a solution, Bob. What is your solution? Well, let's see. We're spending $100,000 for each of the graduates for English as a second language, and now we're going to ship them back to wherever they came from. That's got to be the fix. No, I, listen, man, I, I appreciate the sarcasm and the digs, but what is your legitimate fix? I feel like you could probably do this shtick for another 20 minutes. I'm saying in the 30 seconds you have left, give us a solution, not sarcasm. Give us a fix. I would admit right up front that I haven't heard the fix. I don't have original thoughts on this, but I do, under, I do understand that everything I've been sold so far, you know, like Lucy and the football, the football gets shanked. Charlie Brown lands on his head, and it's all Biden's fault. 
And uh, I, I appreciate your show because you're one of the few shows that's even worth listening to that I have an opportunity to call in and, and whine and complain. But the story I'm hearing on National News and stuff, there are no it, – it, they've, def, they've defunded uh, that HB2. Oh. I hear that they that, that defunded the uh, immigration and, and, um, and the Border Patrol. They're, they're, they say, oh, well, we passed something way back. No, they took money mm-hmm. away. And that's all Biden's fault. The, there's something the, the Senate is working on now, and MAGA Mike is not hearing any of it. No, we're not going to pass it. He was actually on um, standby saying, well, we're not going to pass it because it's all Biden's fault, and if we pass something, then that would be good for Biden, and we can't do that. Well, th- there's I something think the to answer that is in there. terms you of— just got to pull the I, money out of it. Yeah, I, I, These and guys are bought and paid for Bob, thanks for the phone call and the nice words. Bob's line is open at 303-696-1971. I think that's a different piece of this conversation, and that is even if we had the fix, would we permit it to happen under Biden during a presidential election year? I think that Trump in many ways is motivated to just stymie Washington, D.C. from addressing this in any way so it remains a, a viable, and it is, a viable political issue as he runs against Joe Biden. For the, I, I believe that. I think if they came up with a solution that Trump wrote down on paper and said, this is what I will do as president, and he gave it to the leadership of the Senate and the House, and they all agreed to do it, he would come out against it because he does not want to lose this as a topic, as an issue for the campaign. I believe that part, Bob. The rest of it, though, is tough, man. I get the sarcasm and the digs and all that stuff, but got to have an answer here. And whether you agree or disagree, build the wall is an answer. It's an incomplete answer, but it's an answer. Shut down the border so that nobody comes across without our permission is an answer. Keep the asylum seekers outside of America till their case is adjudicated is an answer. But the rest of it isn't. 303-696-1971. Dean, you're on 710. What do you think, Dean? Hi, thanks. Hey, I I wanted to try to get a little in-depth with you, but unfortunately I have to jump out of my truck now, so I just basically want to make a quick statement oh, and I'll listen to your response on podcast. Um, the, um, this has been a problem for decades, and my question is, why are we upset now, and who exactly should uh, we be upset with? I, I want to say that this has been an American problem all of this time. American companies give them jobs. Americans let them buy homes and rent apartments. American banks give them bank accounts. Our American government gives their children birthright citizenship, education, social and financial services, allows them to file taxes and get refunds. They get huge refunds if they have a bunch of children. Our government gives them driver's license. Then we have the problem with the American liberal who says things like no human being is illegal and the white man stole the land anyway. So my question is, who should we be upset with? Dean, Dean, real quick, how are the illegals filing taxes? George, I was married to one, unfortunately, big mistake in my life a long time ago, and they file taxes. They file taxes and they how get refunds. How Look it up. I mean, how could she have a social security number? How does she get a they social security number? They have an ITN number. 
You should know that, George. I, I don't. I don't. I, listen, I'm not a, a tax guy. An individual so they, tax, uh, ITN, but, but I think it's individual. One, illegal so the, aliens <laughs> file taxes every year and get refunds. How are they able to even demonstrate that they've earned income? I'm sorry, George. I have to jump out of the truck. Look that one up for yourself. It's called an ITN form that they do their taxes with. I, I, I but get, please hey, thanks, address Dean, some I appreciate of the other it. stuff that I brought up to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Listen, I, I think there's some interesting points that you brought up about how long-lasting this problem has been. I just think it's come to a head right now, and I really think that this issue would not even be a national issue that could change the election outcome but for Greg Abbott. I mean, Donald Trump maybe should have Greg Abbott be his running mate because this guy has elevated this issue beyond just a mere annoyance and a talking point and people having to travel to El Paso to look at how porous the border is. Now they don't. Now you can just walk around Denver. You can walk around Denver and see exactly what it's like to be a border state because we've got 36 thousand new immigrants this year. Now, I imagine they're not all standing there on the street, but you get the point of it. 303-696-1971. I don't know who you blame, but I do want to know what your fix is. And what do we do with the ones who are here legally? What do we do with those who are here right now? What do we do with the the, the quote-unquote dreamers or the anchor babies? Call them, call them whatever the hell you want. I don't care. What do we do with them? Not just legally. But from a moral standpoint, what do you do with them? 303-696-1971. Don, you're on 710 KNUS. Don, what do you think? Hey, good morning. Hey, well, sir. I've, always, I've always said this was uh, by design. And uh, before I get more into that, uh, one great change I like at KNUS is you ditching the creepy eye news for your own news, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, there's just really not much you can do about I mean, you have to take care of the ones that have crossed and had families. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. But we can try to stop the bleeding, you know, with with the wall and, and all of that stuff. That's the, the best you can do. And sadly, thanks to COVID and, you know, the way uh, Trump listened to the wrong people, Biden got into office and continued their program of uh, – illegals with the hopes that they'll be loyal to the Democratic Party and uh, give them permanent power. And, and that's, that's think, always been you, the game. What do you think about the request by Mayor Johnson to the folks back in D.C. that, hey, you need to permit these people the opportunity to legally work so that we can lessen the burden on the city in terms of providing these taxpayer funded, you know, support things and all that. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's a great. Uh, I mean, they should be able to work and, and kind of lean the uh, government burden if you if you're going to be here. But there still needs to be a an immersion program, you know, to train them to be citizens, you know, or at least their ch- children, so that they're not seduced by government bureaucrats and powers that be that that would exploit them for their own gain of power. I mean, it it's it. The whole situation has been made difficult because of this uh, scheme by uh, so many Marxists, and the uh, open borders is definitely one of them. So, 
Don, I appreciate the call, man. They're making it more difficult. They're making it more difficult than than we would like it to be. I mean, there are no well, easy solutions. You can't wait. Well, no, no, there work, aren't, and there, I appreciate you saying can, that. But there the there thing, can be a, there can be a way to stop the bleeding, though. Yeah, but I appreciate what you're saying, though. About listen, if they're yeah. here, we got to do something. Right. Like you can't yes. just keep them on the streets. You can't just drive a truck around town and grab up the ones who you've stamped as OK to be here and then go take them back over the border. I appreciate that thought because that that conf- that really makes it very difficult. It, it's it's a conflict because on the one hand, we're like, we've got to stop this. It's overwhelming the country. But what do you do with the ones that are here? What do you do with them? Exactly. And I mean, it is overwhelming the country by design, you know. You know, you, you hear Rush Limbaugh talk about the permanent underclass. Well, others are regurgitating it, but different ways. And, you know, the more you have a dependent class, the more it gives uh, government power. And that's what the uh, Democratic or Democrat Party, they hate the the latter, is what they want. And I would agree with Mark Levin that uh, it's all about the party because through the party, it's how you get the power. Yeah, I get it. Don, hey, man, thank you for the phone call. It's always great to hear from you from down south. Don's line is open at 303-696-1971. Going to cut away for a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation. There just aren't any easy answers. I see people texting in here, and we'll get to some of the texts. But I want to know what your answer is with what do we do with the ones that are here? And is this the number one issue, the number one issue in the debate about who should be the next president? I mean, is this one of those ones where you can look past the character flaws, the other failures of personality? The uh, Can you look past those things because you know one of these two guys, and I, yes, sadly, I've written off DeSantis and Haley. I just, barring something else, I don't see how it works out. Do you look past all those things because you know this guy or you think this guy's going to show up and do something? Now, there's reasons why his numbers were almost half in terms of deportations of what Obama's were, and we'll talk about that when we come back. But I want to keep these phone lines going. I love the conversation. 303-696-1971 is the number. Uh, Brent and Joyce Tolliver, they're small business people. That's what we love here. It's not that we wouldn't be excited to have, like, a Walmart or a Target. It's not like that. But that's just a big chain. If you're looking for the kind of customer service, the kind of care and quality and craftsmanship you only get from a locally uh, born, bred, raised, grown business from people that are from here and are going to live here, it's Brent and Joyce Tolliver. That's the son. That's the mom. They've got roll them out shelves. They'll come to your house like they came to mine. They'll do the little laser voodoo thing, getting around, crawling around, trying to figure out how to turn all those big empty cabinet spaces, or maybe they're jammed full of things you just can't get to but once a year. They'll make them usable. They'll put a smile on your face. When folks walk into your house, they're not going to look around your cabinets and see the change, but the smile on your face will be the change because your your kitchen, your bathroom, your laundry room, maybe it's a finished basement or something in the garage, they can put these roll out shelves anywhere there's a cabinet. Check them out at 303 475 9601-303-475-9601 or go to rollemoutshelves.com that's rollemoutshelves.com when we come back you me what do we do about those that are here it's george brockler 710 knus
George Brocker back with you here. 710 KNUS phone lines. Uh, they've lit up as well as the tax. Here's a couple of them. No, Don, no, we cannot let the government, quote, train them to be citizens. The government will use that to abuse the country as they already have removed the incentives and they will leave, force the kids from illegals back under the immigration status of their parents. I don't know how you can force them to do that. If we are saying right now that they have a constitutional, not statutory, but constitutional right to be declared citizens, I don't think you can force them under the immigration of their parents. I just don't think you can do that. Why don't we let illegals work and tax them at a higher rate? Um, I mean, that's a thought for sure. It's a thought. I, I just don't know that we want to make them legal. I do not want to grant citizenship to a single person who has broken into the country ever, never, unless they go back through the process the way everybody else did. We have so many ways to get into this country legally and so many people that follow the rules. We simply cannot, as a matter of justice, grant some sort of amnesty and citizenship to those whose first act in our country was breaking into it. Can't do it. 303-696-1971 is the number. Jim, you're on 710. What do you think? Hey, I agree with you. And I got to tell you, this is the uh, finest um, nation on this planet and I believe in the future it will be as well. But this is a reckoning. It's finally here. They dealt with it in the 1980s by doubling Social Security um, and putting off the retirement age for Americans um, till the age of 67, and now they're talking about 70. And these are the business-minded people that are talking about penalizing the American people and, and making them retire later work longer, and increasing their expenses. And this is the exact reason why Donald Trump and all of his union American supporters are going to use this tactic to try and counteract the abortion tactic that the Democrats are using. And they very well may put to rest the Republican Party as we know it, because the Republican Party... If you remember, Ross Perot was debating that NAFTA, which was not a uh, not a, uh, a liberal thought process, NAFTA was a business subsidy back in the 80s when it was thought up, and it was debated with Ross Perot, and uh, that brought us uh, Clinton in the 90s. And I got to tell you, this the irony of what's going on here finally is so rich because. There is no other state in the nation beyond Texas that benefited more from the illegal aliens and the NAFTA zone that moved um, factories and workers into that area than Texas. Texas loved Jim, NAFTA I, for 40 years. Two, two questions, man, and I invoked yeah. your name, actually, in an earlier part of the show, uh, talking uh -oh. about the cheap late. I did, but I said I, if Jim were to call in, he'd say all of this was about corporate lust for cheap labor and all that other stuff. But I do want to ask you Certainly. two things. One, what is the fix now? Like, what do we do, one, to get this thing under control? But two, and this is the morality one, you what do you do with those who are here? And I don't mean the illegals. I'm you do with the ones that Mayorkas and Biden have stamped their CFB or CFP one forms and said, oh, you claim to be from Venezuela. Yes, you can seek us out. What do we do with them? 
this is this is the American business climate, and we can just forget about morality. It's all about profits, George. You got to understand one thing: in this nation of immigrants, over our entire history, there's only been one period of time where we were able to sustain our population through births, and that was uh, right after World War II. And those people, those baby boomers, already 50% of them have left the workforce. They were retiring it or leaving the workforce. They can't retire because they didn't save any damn money, but at 10000 a day. And now that's dropped off to, I don't know, 9700 a day. 300 million people in this nation, a third of them are going to leave the workforce. And one of these days, there's going to be 10,000 people dying a day. And if we think so, that we're so going to get ourselves saying, out of this we, situation through birth, Are you saying we need this then? We need this? The business community, is. this is what they've been fighting for for decades on end. I don't even call them illegal aliens. I call them business subsidies. A third, easily a third of the businesses around you in this city will shut down if they don't have access to the cheapest labor we can find. Are you telling me we're actually going to deport the cheapest labor that's available to us? Are you telling me that's on the table? I think it's on the table by virtue of where we think we're at with this crisis. But, Jim, then what's the answer? If you don't think we can logistically, practically, economically do it, what does Jim do? If if you think we're going to let a third of the population of this nation die off or get deported, that is as you would say, crack, smoke, crazy. The, <laughs> what are we the, doing? Jim, help us climate, get to the promised land, man. What are we doing? Okay, here's what, here's what I know. Some people deserve the government's money. Other people do not deserve the government's money. And that I know is true. We don't have to debate that. Donald Trump right now, not the Republicans, Donald Trump has got phenomenal union worker Support. Can you believe that Donald that the Republican Party has all these union people voting for them? But it's not the Republican Party; it's the MAGA Party, and that is it. You don't want people so, uh, voting. That's that's the history of the Republican Party. That's why Texas is not blue yet. It's because so few people in Texas historically vote. I just do you want to convert all these people here to no. voters? I mean No. I here okay, this is where I get stupid, okay? But I think American women should be uh, uh in the home and they should Oops. be penalized when you going just lost to work. A bunch. I, I sure did. I mean this is the only how do you make American women have babies twenty five years ago? You have to do something drastic. How do you make American women have babies now? Wait, what, you have to do something How did more we drastic. make them do it 25 years ago? We fundamentally changed the circulation of money from the real working economy that was somewhat productive to the financial economy. And now people think that they've got to sue someone to make it in America or they've got to uh, gamble on Wall Street. Beyond that, they can't afford a family. Everybody's lying to themselves about oh, I, I our see you. when you're saying here. you what you what you were trying to say is we encouraged women to have kids through a different economic model, not make them like we we didn't pay women to have kids. No, no, no. You no, no, no. Well, that's what they're doing in Japan and the UK in different countries in uh, 
in uh, the UK or the uh, Europe, they're actually physically and they're doing it in Russia. Putin did it in '98. He says, "Hey, we got to pay women through tax credits to have babies because we have all these problems here. We have a country where people are coming across the borders to feed cheap labor to our businesses. And if we think we're having a real discussion here about stopping that, we are crack smoke crazy. It's it's not going to happen, George. No matter what Donald Trump and all his all his union worker supporters think." It's not going to happen. You know who's really Jim, getting a good uh, kick out of this right now, not just you and me? It's the Native yeah. Americans. <laughs> Those guys have got to be belly laughing at this funny stuff. Jim, it's always it's always better to hear you say crack smoke crazy. It just sounds funnier when I hear well, it from someone else. You're welcome. Else. And have Jim, a good thanks week. for the call, man. Yeah, have a great weekend, man. We'll, we'll talk with you soon. Jim's line is open, 303 696-1971. Gary's up next, but we're going to get to a couple texts here. It says, what I would do, one, deport everyone as a lesson and warning. Do you mean start over from scratch like we're all deported? Or just I think you probably mean deport all of the illegals. I get that, but do you deport the ones that we've given permission to be here legally? Number two, cut all social programs for illegals. There is something about the idea that just simply walking across the border, we've now let them feel entitled to put demands on us for things. But what do you do with the ones that are here that that we grant permission to come here? Do we just say feast or famine, man? Good luck. You're on your own. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Como se dice bootstraps, by the way. No more anchor babies. Change the law that children born here by legal residents of America would count. That might be a constitutional amendment. Honestly, I got to look more into that. Cut federal funding for all sanctuary states or cities. Do you remember we tried to do that here in Colorado with a law enforcement fund from the feds that said, hey, if you're going to refuse to cooperate with federal agencies, the federal government will refuse to give you these funds. And while that makes complete sense to me, uh, Phil Weiser went to court and convinced the court to uh, say, no, you have to give us the money anyway. You can't tie it to our cooperation with the feds. That law needs to change. That seems silly. Another one, build the wall, up manpower on border, run tunnel detection vehicles. I, I'm, I'm fine with a wall as long as we don't look at it as a panacea, as just one of a bunch of tools. Freeze all asylum seekers for six years. Make legal immigration easier and less expensive. There's a lot to that one. Number seven's a good one. Eight, anyone that crosses into the U.S., fingerprint, photo, and you said document. You left out DNA. DNA these people. And we heard stories from John Fabricatori where people were coming across the border with babies who would then be smuggled back out of the country and come in with other immigrants claiming to be their babies. We need to DNA test the people that are coming across the border as well and document them like in Iraq and Afghanistan. That makes sense to me. Hey, Gary, you're on 710 Canyons. Gary, what do you think? Oh, hi. Uh, hi, George. Um, hey. Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure, sure. You know, I think you're right about this is a uh, perfect solution for Trump to get elected. I think you know, in prior presidential elections, they've always talked about it's the economy, stupid. But I think this is vaulted up to the top of the list. And uh, if Trump is smart, he will basically lay out exactly what he'll do and answer your question about what do we do with those that are already here? 
one of the promises that Trump broke uh, during his first run was he he broke his promise to deport all immigrants illegally. And that was a broken promise. So I'm, uh, certainly I'm, an unfulfilled I'm, one, for sure. Certainly an unfulfilled one. And that's what I worry about now is it's going to be more of these platitudes. Nobody punches Trump harder on his failures to live up to his promises than Ann Coulter. I don't know if you've seen Ann on social media, but she crushes DJT all the time on the fact that he ended up not doing anything that he said regarding completing the wall, getting Mexico to pay for it and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I was watching a Trump rally yesterday and, you know, Chris Christie made a point of uh, pointing out he only built 50 miles of the wall. 50 by zero and trump is still talking about seven but yeah yeah trump is still talking about how he was so successful in building the wall he didn't build the wall so i'm concerned i think he's going to use it as a tactic and some uninformed voters will vote for him but then he's going to turn around and not do anything um and that's unfortunate but i I think it's a game changer. I don't think it's about the economy. What it's about, and that's even, uh, we're realizing that locally, it's about services that we're paying for and not getting. Like this morning, I I was driving down the highway. I hit this horrible rut in the road, and I hit it, and I thought, this is why, this is what we need to do with all that money we're wasting on these immigrants is fix the freaking potholes. I agree with you. Gary, thanks. Man, thanks for the phone call and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you very soon. Gary's line is open at 303-696-1971. I'm going to get to the other calls. Lots of texts coming in I want to share with you as well. Uh, Keep the conversation going, but not until I tell you about DJ C, not T. That guy's name is Dan Kaplis. He and Babur Wahid have that awesome law firm out there that solves problems for those who've had problems made for them by individuals, businesses, trucking companies when you've been involved in something and it doesn't have to be a motor vehicle related accident where you've been hurt your life has been changed for the worse i'm not talking about they gave you a bionic arm which arguably pretty cool but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about you have pain when you walk you cannot do this because you can't raise your shoulder you're not able to play with your kids or your grandkids or sit for long periods of time You shouldn't have to suffer that for the rest of your life without some measure of justice, some measure of compensation. Now, if all you care about is the quick check, hell, the other insurance company will take care of you lickety-split, but they're going to hose you. They're not in the business of taking care of you no matter how sweet and nice that adjuster is that calls you. They don't give a crap about you. They give a crap about the money because that's what the company cares about. You want someone who cares about you and will make them free up the dollars that will change your life, even if it's just marginally, but towards the better, because you've got this pain, you've got this issue, this loss. You want capless. You want dancaplislaw.com, C-A-P-L-I-S, dancaplislaw.com. You can call him, you can call Bobber, you can call any of the fantastic attorneys. I've, I've heard Dan talk about some of their trial outcomes. It makes me wish I had stayed with Dan sometimes. I used to work for Dan probably, can't believe I'm saying this, 18 years ago. I mean, that's just crazy. But you can give him a call, 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551. That's dancaplislaw.com. When we come back, your calls, your text, George Brocker, 710. 
tenuous. George Brockner back with you here at 710 KUS. Let's try to get Ralph. Ralph, you're on 710. And then Lynn and everybody else calling in. We'll keep this going a little bit after the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, but call back then. Don't hang on. Call back then. Give yourself a little bit of a break and then join us. Ralph, what do you think about all this? Bottom line, quickie, work permits for everyone, no citizenship, but make them pay taxes like the rest of us. Jim was absolutely spot on when he said that the reason that Trump and Ryan and McConnell did not close off illegal immigration when the Republicans were in power was because it was cheap labor for U.S. business. Now, the problem is, if you have cheap labor eliminated, prices go up. You were talking the other day about the high cost that we are paying for these people who are not allowed to work, but we have to take care of. The flip side of that is that there would probably be an increase, at least that much money, in the cost of consumer goods. Reason being, if the illegals are stopped, then who's going to provide the underwage labor for U.S. business? Who's going to do the farm work? Who's going to do the meat packing? Who's going to do the fruit picking and the packing for the, uh, for the orange groves? The answer is you're going to have to start paying Americans a real wage as opposed to the immigrants a less than legal wage. Well, so is that the answer? We're just going to bless them all into the workforce? Well, your problem is we can't send them back. Why not? I mean, well, how are you going to round them up? Number two, they have kids here, as you point out, who are citizens. So you're going to take the mom and the pop away from their kids? That that, that part's a a troubling one for me, what you do with them. But the part that's not troubling for me is the idea that, hey, are we just going to drive around and scoop them all? I don't know the answer, but I do like the idea of, at least for the illegals, creating an environment where it is more attractive to move on than to stay here. And I don't think that we're doing that. Hey, Ralph, i got to let you go, man. We are just about out of time. How much time do you say, Billy? Nine, eight, seven. Stick around. Tamara Ryan, CSI. Men ain't working. Here's why. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.